Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Child speaks to Dan O'Riordan from the ICBF about the importance of running the weekly fertility report to maintain records up to date and ensure no cows are missed from being served during the breeding season. Morning, everyone, and welcome to uh, today's Let's Talk Dairy. So uh, we're going to do a short and snappy one today because depending on where you are in the country, you could be trying to do a multitude of things between um, AI and uh, and maybe getting a bit of silage cut if the weather has fallen in your favour today. So today I'm joined by Dan O'Riordan from uh, ICBF. So Dan is going to talk us through how to do the fertility report correctly. So when I started in Chagask, I suppose back in 2008, John Dunworth was my mentor. John is now retired. And John used to tell us how, how to calculate the, the three-week submission rate was basically go into the dairy and count the, the number of servers on the, on the AI chart. But thankfully, we've moved on from that and we have a very uh, great facility in, in terms of the information that we get from ICBF. But obviously, like anything, it's only going to be as good as the information that's gone in. So again, as time has gone on, the, the, um, the arrival of the handhelds for the technicians and so forth has made things very streamlined in terms of the information that goes in um, but also we'll say for the likes of the calling data and so forth that we put in so that we get the reports back outright it's important that we do that correctly so quite often we find that we might run a report for a person when we might be doing a group uh, in preparation for it or maybe just even doing a group report and we get uh, someone at the, at the group will say oh, that, my figures don't seem right there so that's why I've got Dan on today now just to give people a run through how to prepare to have the report run correctly uh, and then to actually have a look at the report then as well. So obviously, if the information gone into it is correct in the first place, what we're going to get out from it at the end is important. Uh, so Dan, you're just going to give us a, a kind of a dummy run of, of how to, to prepare for to run the report and then how to run the report and a few key things, I suppose, that make sure that the reports are correct when people do go to do them, isn't that it? No, that's it, Stuart. Uh, first of all, Stuart, look, thanks for the invitation here to come on here this morning. I say we'll just keep it short and brief, and it's something that we've probably put emphasized there in, in, in the R plus settings there to try and run the weekly fertility report there. Uh, so, Stuart, I might just try and share my screen here just to try and give a quick demonstration here, hopefully, to the people that are viewing here, hopefully. So, Stuart, when a farmer logs in, this is probably the screen that, 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 that appears. It's the home screen, as we call it. So, look, you can just jump straight in here and click on Weekly Fertility Report because we, we do change this throughout the year for various different things. Uh, there's a little help video there as well. You log in off a laptop or a PC to, if we need to, just a quick refresher here after this morning, just to remind people there. And look, if there's any codes that you know that are not intended for breeding at all, you can just go into the Mac for culling screen here and take them off before you run the report as well. So, Stuart, there's two, I suppose, key things there that you need to, 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 to have, I suppose, to hand before you run the weekly fertility report. And I suppose that's the, 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 the calving start date and the, and the mating start date. So there's a couple of different ways of doing it. I normally just go into view profiles here and go into hard fertility. Uh, and the reason I can do that, because I can pick off, I suppose, the, the mating start date here. Uh, you can filter this up or down here, uh, latest to soonest. So look, the mating start date for this herd here was the 18th of April, and I can make note of that. And then I can make note of the calving date here. So again, you can use the arrow key here 
And again, the mating start date here is the 17th of January here for this particular, for this farmer. So look, there are my two key dates. I can find them here on the fertility uh, profile screen here very quickly and very readily. They're in a couple other places here as well, Stuart. Uh, you can go under Ricardo Vince and go to Ricardo Berta Vince. And, uh, and again, you can just see here the, the first, the first calving here as well. And so, it's important that you get that first calving there right then. Is it? Yes, then yes. Most people will know the date that they've started the AI because it's going to be fresh in their head, but the actual, yes. actual calving start date the, could be something that could yes. be after drifting out of the mind. Correct, sir, because in the metrics of the report, you know, will be out and you'll be wondering why cows are missing or, or whatever. And uh, that's one of the, the main reasons is the dates are very, very key in actually having running this accurately yeah. on the report. Uh, I say I got into the mark for culling uh, screen there, and that's the Vertivin screen. So, and look for farmers as well, Stuart. Look, some farmers are on technician service, of course, and the the service coming automatically from the the, the handheld device, and uh, a lot of the technicians have apps now as well, and they're coming in automatically as well. Look for the DIY farmer. Look, I know there's DIY farmers using different things. Uh, they're using different apps, I'm sure, as well, and uh, software providers. But look, try and make sure the servers are on the ICBF system, and if they're not, just a quick reminder here so just to go into the record heat in the eye screen uh, and just to make sure that the servers are fully up to speed there as well and we you know you can be you can record them on the her plus app as well and i suppose we try to make this easier as well Stuart. look if you do click in there we have the your bull one and bull two and bull three from sour voice coming through or a stock bull later on you know if you have a stock bull in the farm you know you, we've tried to make it easier and that comes up on the her plus app as well just a little small little tip or trick there for the for the viewers there there this morning so it's a matter of sitting down and inputting the data then. Yeah, inputting the data before you actually run, if there's any particularly for, in the context of the DOI farmers. And there is some maybe technicians, maybe not on a, the electronic device, they might be just on paper systems for farmers. So there, there's a little bit of that going on as well out there as well. So look, uh, let's go back to the home screen there again. So look, uh, as I say, as we have hopefully made it a little bit easier, I can just click on the blue button here, the weekly fertility report. So no. As this report was run before, Stuart, the calving date is already there, but yeah. for a farmer coming in fresh, um, Stuart, they will have to, as I say, try and just figure out what the, the calving start date was. So look, I'm just going to generate a report here. So Stuart, does that appear on screen, the report? Yeah, it is. Uh, then, then, yeah. yeah, spot on. So, so look, we have <coughs> our start date. And look, the target, obviously, Stuart, and you'll be more familiar with this, but look to try and have 100% serve within six weeks is the, is, is the target date there. Uh, and look, the, this farmer, look, maybe slightly weaved off track after three weeks, but look, is coming out closer to the target submission rate. That's the dash line there. So look, this is what you're supposed to, you're really trying to keep an eye on to make sure that you're coming up as close as possible to the, to the target submission date there. Uh, just very quickly, start look, the mating start date, the calving start date is here, the median calving date, look, the percentage calves, the spring calving pattern here is above in the top uh, piece of the report, but look, I suppose, the 21 day submission rate here, within 21 days, the mating start date here is here, so look, you are, you're, you're comparing yourself here to national averages, uh, so look, things are going good enough here. The percentage not bred after that of cows or calves greater than 30 days is listed here. Uh, and again, the, the, this farmer just, we're not gone as far as the 42 days yet, maybe just yet in this yeah. one. So that's an important point as well, I suppose, then that if people are not gone to 21 days yet, because so, some people would be maybe depending on the part of the country that people are in, they might be a little bit later starting. So they won't actually get the, 
the figure there if they're not gone the three weeks. If they're not gone the three weeks, that's, yeah. that's right, uh, Stuart. And look, we do try and, you know, on the background there, probably weekly that after 21 days, you, you know, we do try and run a batch there in the background, but the, the farmer can r- run this, you know, daily, you know, as well. So there's nothing, nothing to stop them there looking. Maybe farmers up the north or the west might be just ailing that little bit later than compared down the south. Look, that's the normal pattern of things. And, yeah. uh, and but like, even if they, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> if they go in after week one and run it, they're still going to get the, the, the mapping of the line. Correct. Yeah. Correct. The line is still going to project, you know, at week two or week three. So, look, you don't have to wait for the three weeks. So, look to make sure that you are on, you are on track, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose there's an interesting piece there on the top of the next page then as well. Then that's new this year, the yeah. equal usage. So, look, Stuart, I suppose, look, Stuart, you're involved with ICBF here. Look, suppose, one of the feedbacks we had from, you know, the various discussion group sessions we held there with various groups there online uh, there in January, December and November there last year, etc., was, look, I suppose, was the equal use, I suppose, as a message we're trying to, I suppose, focus in on farmers in a little bit more. Uh, look, we're, the previous bull team size and usage here is monitored. We've probably improved this now that this includes, you know, you bought dairy and male breakdown. So, you know, this is your, your previous team size use. This is the top bull you use in 2020, 2021. Uh, the number of cash, the most used bull. And look, that's just a look back at where you are before. Um, again, the number of minimum uh, number of bulls compared to herd size is, is, is listed here on this particular uh, table as well, just to make sure that you are using enough bulls. And look, we just want to, I suppose, again, uh, as we probably might be in week three or week four, look, we, the usage is probably the one we, we really inputted into this uh, second page here. This is the new addition uh, to make sure that no AI bull, you know, in terms of usage is you're not weighing in heavily over greater than 15%, you know? Yeah, so, so that's a very good example, obviously, there now with the 9% in both years so far. Um, yeah. But like, like I think it was a thirty-one or thirty-four percent was the average from the. Yeah. The... So, so Stuart, yeah, no, you're bang on the 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 average usage of bulls last year, for example, is thirty percent, thirty-one percent. You know, 30, where farmers are probably using one bull and thirty-one percent of their females. So, uh, when they were females, when the calves are looked at, when we looked at the calves being born the following year, thirty-one percent were coming from from one sire. So, look, that's overused. It's 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 more risky uh, from a, from a management and strategy point of view. And look, there will be changes in the valuations. Look, the they might be fertility issues with a particular bull. So look, that's why we're trying to, I suppose, re-emphasize the message here that look not to not to weigh in heavily. And we hope that this new addition will will help farmers to, to guide them on this. And uh, look in the below example. Look, currently look gone as far as ten percent here uh, on the, in terms of number of serves here so far. We've the weighted average of the team here. So look, if you're weighing in heavily on a lower EBI bull or higher EBI bull, look the weighted averages factors in the usage as well. So uh, that that should keep you on track, and hopefully that will compare favourably as well with the with the average that was you know projected when you ran the service, for example, there in terms of your bull team as well. And the other thing, then, I suppose, is it could be more up to date because maybe sometimes you'd see that people don't, um, in spite of maybe having ordered bulls or whatever, they mightn't always have the number one choice, which is what this our advice will be running. So this is going to be taken into account what's been actually used as it's been going along, isn't it? Yeah, correct, Stuart. No, that's a very good point because, look, maybe the bull two, you might have had to use the bull two mm-hmm. or bull three in the day. It might have not been available in technicians' uh, pot, whatever, on the day. So, look, that's a very good point, Stuart. Look, that will keep your weighted average uh, on track and hopefully that is within your your overall projections, what you had picked in terms of mix of index and fertility, et cetera, you know. So, again, that 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 is a, this is hopefully a more live up-to-date tool there just to keep, to keep in mind there as well. 
Well, I yeah. suppose, sort of if I if I roll on to page three here, I suppose this is really the the key one here. It's, it 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 really highlights codes that maybe we should be taking a look at. No, you know that are that are calf greater uh, than thirty days. That we haven't we haven't AI them. They haven't come cycling. We haven't seen them. So you know this that top code there, for example, there is calf seventy six days. There, no one. I suppose the question would be: do, Does this code need to be scanned? Maybe does she have a cyst? Does does a vet no need to take a take a look at her? Uh, you know, this is the action list here, and of course, you'll be hoping, Stuart, as each week as the breeding season goes by, that this action list will be getting shorter and shorter. You know, so um, this this will be highlight calls. You know, that 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 may have reproductive issues there and may need investigation there. So look, we'll be hoping this is just it is as important as any page on this on this three page report. As far as such, you know, the, the action list is the one that would focus in the minds to look at problem calls now this time of the year. Yeah, I suppose the point, uh, and again, no, because uh, the farm that you're using there has gone a good bit into their breeding season already. You no, know, like the list is quite short there at this stage. But the, I suppose, what this looking at this for me is very important from the point of view that there's a big focus on those first three weeks in particular, and then people probably can maybe tend to take the foot off the pedal as a little bit, and this is how we end up with this kind of lagging calving potentially then because we. The, the forgotten girls, as, as Doreen calls them, I think, um, <laughs> they they get they just they've calved a little bit later, or there's something wrong with them, and they just get missed. And uh, with, we'll say average heart size for the dairy goal catchment and the carry catchments are 90 to 100 cows, like so, one or two cows could slip through the net there quite quickly, and there might be very little wrong with them, and they could be straightened out very quickly for just want of realizing that they have slipped through the net, maybe, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's a fair point, Stuart. And look, of course, there's, we're probably on the cusp of silage kicking off and there's other distractions on farms. So look, I suppose this is a great tool, look, just to, I suppose, just to, whether, 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 whether there's others on working on farm or whatever, can just refer to this, you know, and uh, as well. So look, I think that's, the, the, those are great points, definitely, that you just made there. Yeah, and you make a good point there about silage because I was talking to uh, one or two technicians there in the last few days and they said that once the silage starts, that they tend to find that the people just stop serving. And there's two risks, I suppose, associated with that. Like it's uh, obviously the cows that are on this list are being left to a bull to pick them up at some stage and we don't really know maybe. So we're kind of, there's a long way, like so we'll say take the first girl there on the list there at 76 days calved. Um, maybe the bull mightn't get to her now for three weeks and there's an awful long period of time gone that she could have actually been corrected and submitted in, in that period of time. Um, and then just the, the sheer pressure that could be on a, uh, on a number of bulls, maybe there mightn't be enough bulls gone in to, to get cows and calf. And as I said already, we get this lull or lagging calving then and maybe a long tail after getting a very good start to the season and all for the want of maybe staying staying sticking to the to the plan for another couple of weeks like so just following through on, on those cows is important and as as you said it's probably one of the most important pages nearly unless uh, if you move back up along through the report unless you're well off the, the line in terms of your submission rate yeah. then obviously there's a major question to be asked there as to what's happening but that prob that last page of that report is probably the one that people need to be jumping to very quickly um, as soon as once they can see that everything is okay on page one 
and Stuart, just one thing here, I suppose, look, note the calving difficulty here as well, maybe look, maybe some of this cause it a very hard calving, and look, if you had some assistance or difficult calving entered in here, you know, you, it does shed light, you normally see, you know, when this list gets smaller, you're, you're probably going back to maybe some calving issues as well, you know, so look, it, we, that's the reason why that particular piece of information is, is, is inputted there as well, for just to give a little bit extra guidance as well, that you can just refresh memories, maybe that was a hard calver and stuff, and, you know, um, it, it does tend to lead back to that as small, but a little bit as well. Yeah, very good. So I suppose just um, just to point out as well, I suppose um, then uh, the top corner there, that spring dairy calving pattern, that can vary from, we'll say, when you'll run the calving report later, um, because that's actually operating off the dates that you're, you actually started, whereas the calving report is going to adjust for when you should have started calving, isn't it? No, the the calving report. This works after the calving. This is the spring. This will be the pattern stored for the farmer himself for this year because that works after the the calving, the seventeenth to the first. Yeah, do you understand? But it will say if he was due to start calving a couple of days later when the calving report will be run. There. Oh yeah, so sort of calving the, report could oh, be slightly different, like yeah, the calving report could be a little bit slightly different story because our calving report look for example if a cow calved, uh, if your projected start date, we'll just say for example this example was the, we'll say the twenty second of January, yeah. uh, the and we'll just say a cow calved earlier maybe had one abortion, you know if she doesn't get included in the calving report that we'll be running there, the, in July or you know in the June start of July, you know she'll be so discounted. So just for example, no, the only reason I bring it up is people often question that, how is there different figures there? So I'd say when this is run, for, when the calving report is done in July, as you said there, that herd could actually have a calving, a uh, six-week calving rate of 81 or 82% potentially kind of scenario. Like So there'd just be a slight difference, but that's the reason for it. Yeah, we, yeah. we are looking at the when the first serve and if she's marked in calf and we are looking when, when that projection because look t things will, could go wrong that first calving yeah the first calving the first week of january and it might you might be projected to the calf till the first week of february so so if we do try and sure, factor that into the, in, yeah. into the calving report you know yeah very good so um if there's any questions uh people can pop them in there just in the next minute or two and we'll put them to to Dan, but so the, the long and the short of it is, I suppose, we have a huge amount of information in the whole ICBF database full stop, um, and we should be trying to harvest the, the value of that. So everybody's paying for their Herb Plus uh, reports, etc. And this is why we pay for them to have this uh, information available to us and to allow the lads to, to, to generate information and KPIs for farms to, to target and to operate. So as Dan said, the 90% submission rate in the three weeks is a, a, our objective. And we need to be tracking that. And if we can't measure it, we can't manage it. So we need to be tracking that. And you can be doing that throughout the first three weeks. You don't have to wait for the three weeks, but you, you just won't get that figure appearing uh, on section C there on the key performance indicator until you have the three week period done. And look, I suppose, as I said, it's a, it's a target I know from uh, from talking to farmers and from personal experience, looked at, you could argue that that could be 24 there. Uh, submission rate and you could have 92% at 24 day and be under the 90 on 21 day but that's just the, the 21 day cycle is taken as the average of, of the, the cow and that's the objective to try and hit that in, in uh, our three weeks um, so the information that goes in is going to be important I suppose to take away from it 
from what Dennis said today, if you're running this to get it accurate, you need to know the calving start date and you need to know your breeding start date. So most people, as I said, will know that breeding start date off the top of their head because you'll know when you've started in the last couple of weeks or what day you started. The calving date with the best will in the world has probably gone out of most people's minds as to when you actually started. So then showed you there how to find that. Um, there's a couple of different ways to, to pick it up. And once that information is correct, then you're going fairly well in terms of the report that you're going to generate. And the final piece of the jigsaw is that if there are cows that you're not going to be submitting for service this year or that you want to take them from the herd and you don't want them to breed, you know, they may get bred accidentally. You have to mark those out in order for this report to be accurate. Otherwise, it's going to be counting those cows um, and you may not want them to, to be included in it. So they're very quiet today, Then You've obviously given them a comprehensive rundown, so no questions. So we can wrap it up at that. Yeah. Um, sort, I might just mention two very yeah. quick things, uh, very quickly. I just think they're uh, maybe a little bit unknown and ICBF are maybe underused, but look, there's two profile screens that may be, may be useful there. Look, cows do a first serve come up in a listing there just uh, as well, very quickly under view profiles as well, a case of farmers out on farm and he just wants to quickly jump in to see, look at them. Uh, and then very quickly, start, we kind of have a due repeat profile screen here, which which I think is useful here for the point of view of just monitoring, you know, when you AI the call, look, she be, she be, this call now, for example, is projected to be, if she was going to be uh, coming back into, unfair, turning up or whatever, between the 7th of May. So I think there's tools here that maybe farmers don't, readily use as well uh, and May's day since the last serve so look there's other little tools just to keep the monitoring and keep the progress scoring as well that uh, just to just very quickly to touch on those is that available through the app um, uh, well, th those are available through the app Stuart but it's probably easier to see a list like that quick, maybe quicker I would probably argue off the laptop or PC just to jump in in the evening just to keep it with the can it is visible on the app as well yeah okay okay and uh, just, I suppose, maybe somebody that joined a bit late there, will you just run through how to mark out the cows to call, actually? You showed the list probably, but you didn't. Oh, yeah. So uh, so very quickly, as I say, you can just, this is the screen you'll see when you log in for laughter or PC, but it's available under a card of Insmark for calling, or if you just click on the blue there, where you can just divert straight in there to, to, to mark cows for calling there. And you just click on the, the reason there, yeah. said, at the side, you can, and you can save it then the after that. There and and yeah. save changes in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah. Okay, and you're just not saving that because you don't want to be calling any calls. No, I, th I think my manager, Kevin, might have a problem there. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so very good. Um, that's super stuff then. Um, so that people, everybody can run that report. I suppose just to highlight the app, because uh, uh, I know some of my colleagues have been saying it to people, people often, um, that the app that you have is free to help the app that anyone can download that. There are other apps, obviously software yes. providers out there that are providing apps. So Monster have one, uh, Agronet, uh, Kingswood, Hardwatch, I suppose. They're the four main ones, really. I'd say if I'm, I'll apologize if I'm... I've yeah, anybody, the, there's you no know, sort. Of, I don't think I would list them all myself at this stage. There's yeah, so many yeah. out there now. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, so, so the, there are options for people to use. And uh, like Dennis said, there are those that they're giving those kind of lists as well due to repeats when cows should be seen in heat and when or when they have been seen in heat and so forth and they're good to they're in the pocket basically that's the advantage of them and, and you have that option available to people too as well so yeah. if people want to download the, the uh, ICBF app as well uh, while it mightn't be as maybe visible or easy to view as it would be on the screen then I suppose at least yeah. you have it in the pocket there at any stage I, and I, that due to repeat is fierce handy from the point of view of yeah. a cow 
maybe not sure is she is she not kind of you have a little bit of reassurance that she's due to come back if she if you see some activity from her um that she there's a chance that she could be repeat on the point of repeating like yeah exactly from that point of view exactly definitely a sort of just something that i think a small bit maybe underutilized maybe there by farmers but in general they're not aware of it's there but look i think it's a very useful tool just to, if you're just wondering if should she be coming into heat again or not you know yeah and uh, i suppose just to finally re-emphasize that that we it, because it's named re- weekly fertility report doesn't mean that you can't run it every day if you wanted to so uh, just to be correct, filtering through that yeah. problem cow report as well like yeah. dart you know to or sorry the problem cow report the action list yeah. yeah the action yeah. list exactly yeah, yeah. the action list Dart, yeah okay so um hopefully people found that useful thanks very much then for coming on uh, and very welcome, uh, we wish everybody well for the coming week i just see uh, Senator Tim Lombard talking about the risk of health and safety uh, with silage being slightly behind schedule at the moment uh, because of the weather conditions. So just warn people to try and be as careful as possible if you, if the forecast is coming good for the weekend and people are at silage, everybody to take care and uh, including the guys that are driving the tractors and trailers obviously as well to look out for them to make sure that they're okay as well. So take care everybody in, in the meantime and we'll be back next week and we'll talk to you then and take care in the meantime. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. That's all from this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma Louise Coffey, and thanks for listening.